Welcome to Israel and You, bringing Israel and the Jewish people into focus. Our host is Aaron David Free, president of Israel Team Advocates International. Aaron is an author, speaker, Bible teacher, and an advocate for Israel and the Jewish people on college campuses nationwide. This is Israel and You. 2024, and I want to talk to you today about two things that matter in 2024. And for me, these are the most important things that really matter as I look at the the coming year. And I was listening over the holidays to a YouTube video of Jordan Peterson. Many of you have listened to Jordan. And it was like a one-minute little clip. And so he asked the question, what is real? And then he said, matter is real. And then he knocked on his desk like I'm doing right now. Well, that, you know, if that's, it's a wood desk, that's matter. But uh, he asked the question again, what's real? And then he answered it this way, what matters is real. Because a lot of people say, you know, the only thing real in this life is, is matter. Uh, metal and wood and, and structures and material things, that's matter. But he, he asked the question in a different way, um, what's real? And then he said, what matters is real. And he said, what is the most real of what matters? And he answered it this way, how about pain? And so for some people, pain is the fundamental reality. Uh, but Peterson goes on to say, pain as the fundamental reality leads to nihilism and hopelessness. And of course, nihilism is the rejection of moral truth and the acceptance of life as a meaningless uh, endeavor. And so I don't want to live in hopelessness, and I certainly don't want to be a nihilist that believes that life has no meaning. And so then Peterson asks again, is there a reality more fundamental than pain? And he answered it by saying yes. And, and what was, uh, what is a reality that is more fundamental than pain? And Peterson said it's love. And if pain has become your fundamental reality, what is greater than that pain? And the answer is love and truth. And if you have love and truth and you are uh, in, a, in a place of pain, uh, remember that love and truth are more powerful than pain, and maybe they are the most real things in this world. And so <clears throat> I want to say, as I look at 2024, that I want to live in, in an arena of what matters, and I want my life to matter, and I know that you want your life to matter as well. And what makes life worth living is, is not matter. It's not things. Uh, this life is but a vapor, and things are not eternal. Uh, but truth is eternal, and love is eternal. And the greatest commandment is love God with all your heart, with all your soul, and all your mind. And then the second is just like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. And so First Chronicles 4.10, and many of you have heard this prayer before. It's the prayer of Jabez. Oh, that you would bless me 
and enlarge my territory. It's a great prayer for 2024, that you would bless me, O God, enlarge my territory, let your hand be with me, and keep me from harm, so that I will be free from pain. And so your pain can be healed, and maybe today you're in a rough patch in life where you're dealing with the trial of pain. And however, pain does not need to be your fundamental reality in 2024. One of my favorite Bible scriptures is, and it came to pass. So your pain can pass. You will make it through this this season of pain. It doesn't have to be your, your fundamental reality in 2024. And I remember a year ago, just about now, 12, 13 months ago, uh, I was riding my bicycle. My wife and I had been over in Oxford, England. I was at ISGAP, the Institute for the Study of Global Anti-Semitism and Policy, and I was there with Sharon, my wife, for two weeks. And on the weekend, we, we went to London from Oxford, and um, we crisscrossed London by foot. We were walking probably seven, eight miles a day every day of this three-day weekend that we had, <clears throat> and um, in shape, eating well, even eating the right foods, and we get back from England, and a couple days later, I'm riding my bike, uh, my bicycle, up this hill, and suddenly I have chest pain, like really, really bad chest pain, and me, I'm not really smart, and so I just keep riding. I, I get into a flat area, and I do my ride, which was a 10-mile ride, and it was okay in the flat zone, so I thought, you know, I must have jet lag. I, I must have eaten bad pizza or something. Uh, it just must be heartburn. So a couple of days later, I did the same ride. I'm going up the same hill, extreme, really painful um, chest pain. I did this three days. I know you, you say, why in the world would you do that? Because I'm not all that smart, but I did it for three days. And so finally, after the third time, I said, something is wrong. And so I called one of my best friends, uh, David, who is a cardiologist. And <clears throat> uh, Dr. Shaw said, listen, get off your bike and come right over to the hospital, and, which I did. And I got over and they did a, um, a heart cath where they test you know, any blockage. And so the cardiologist said, you have 90% blockage in your Widowmaker artery. And he said, you are a very lucky man to be alive because, you know, because of your physical activity, you probably had some other vessels open up and which saved your life, but you should be dead. This, you should not be here today and you're not going home. Uh, you're going to have open heart surgery and, but it's like a Thursday afternoon and the surgeon can't get to you until Monday. So you can't go home because you have unstable angina. And uh, you have to wait here for four days. And so I was waiting in that hospital. And I'm in a hospital bed, and they've got me all hooked up to these monitors, you know, checking my heart rate, <clears throat> giving me medication to, to uh, heal me of the pain of angina, you know, chest pain. And I was laying there for four days. And you know what mattered to me? Was it anything that I had acquired in life? No. Was it any material thing like my home or my car, my furniture, anything like that? Nothing. No, none of that mattered. What mattered uh, was my love for God and my love for his word, truth, 
and I knew where I was going. I knew I was right with God, and I knew I had a love relationship with the Most High, and I had a love relationship with my family, with my wife, with my children. So all that really mattered at that moment, the night before I had the open heart, and anything could have happened. I could have passed away. I should have passed away a few days earlier on the bicycle, but what mattered were those two things, love and truth. Was I in pain? Yes, but I knew somehow I'm going to make it through this pain, and I'm going to come out the other side, and I'm going to have a second wind in my life, and things are going to change because I'm no longer going to focus on the things that don't matter. I'm going to focus on the things that do matter, and, and I was thinking those thoughts a year ago, and then I couldn't put it into words until I heard Jordan Peterson in the one-minute YouTube clip put it into words for me that the things that really matter are love and truth. And I'll have to say, <clears throat> if you're in pain, you're going to make it through the pain, but what matters is your love relationship with God and your love relationship with others. And are you living in truth? Are you walking in truth? Are you walking in the truth of God's word? And I'll tell you, as I was a pastor for 35 years, and in my career as a pastor, I did over 250 funerals. And I can tell you this as a fact. No one brought anything with them in the casket. No one. You know, when a little baby is born, I, I, I dedicated hundreds of babies to the Lord. And when I was dedicating them, they'd always grab my little finger and clutch my little finger. And a little child, when they're born, that's what they do. They, they clutch. But when a person passes away and they're laying there in the casket, their hands are open, laying on their chest. They're not holding on to anything because they can't. They've, they've passed away. And in this life, we, we clutch. We, we try to hold on to everything. You know, sometimes it's material things that we try to you know, grasp and hold on to. But at the end of our life, we're, naked we came into the world, naked we leave this world. There's nothing that we can hold on to. It's all gone. It's all vanished. It's all vapor. I remember a, a cute <clears throat> joke I heard years ago about a rich man who uh, said when he dies, he wants to have all of his money uh, you know, made into gold bullion bars and to be put in the casket with him. And so they buried him with you know, hundreds of pounds of gold bullion in the casket and when he gets to heaven, um, you know, there he is at the pearly gates holding on, clutching all these gold bars. And God says to him, what do you have in your hand? He said, gold. And, of course, the street of gold in heaven is, is, is made out of gold. Uh, the way, the street is made out of gold. And so God said, what, you brought asphalt to heaven? And so in heaven, gold is like asphalt. And so, you know, he didn't understand why the man was clutching onto something that was valueless. And so uh, the night before I had that surgery, uh, matter didn't matter to me. What mattered was love and truth. And again, my love for God and my love for family and friends. And I got so many phone calls <clears throat> the day before. And I, a few days afterward, I talked to my best friend. I was afraid to call him. I didn't want to hurt his feelings and tell him I'm here in the hospital having open heart surgery. <clears throat> but I called him and, and uh, you know, we shared and we, we talked about friendship. And, you know, I say that if you, you get to the second half of your life 
and you have three or four really, really great friends in your life, you're a blessed man. You're a blessed woman. And so what mattered to me were my friendships, my, my intimate relationships uh, with my children, with my, my wife, and those were the things that mattered to me. And whether I lived in the truth of God's word, whether he was near to me, whether his presence was real in my life, uh, whether I believed in his existence and I followed the commandments of his word. And so uh, when it really comes down to it, the only thing that matters to each of us in 2024 is our relationships, our, our relationship with God, family, and friends, and our obedience to the truth of his word. And is it real to us? Are we walking in uh, obedience to his word and doing what God has commanded us to do? Galatians 5, 6 says, The only thing that matters is faith expressing itself through love. And that's true. That's the only thing that matters is, is our faith in God. Uh, in God's truth and in his existence that he's real and so that's what the scripture says the only thing that matters that really matters is faith expressing itself through love and used to be that I admired clever people someone once said this and I forget who it was but they said I used to admire clever people now I admire kind people and I think it's so important as we begin a new year that we walk in love with those around us and that we're kind one to the other. And we're going to be judged for that, the way that we deal with our neighbor. And uh, I, I used to admire clever people, but now I admire kind people. I, I don't admire uh, people that are malicious, people that uh, are hurtful, that live in conflict all the time, that are malevolent in their behavior. I admire kind people. Uh, over the holidays, uh, one of my best friends, Danny, he, um, he lost his wife. His wife passed away. And um, so my wife and I took he and his children and his brother, Ed, out for lunch. This is a couple days after Christmas. They were all in town. I said, let's get together. And last year at the same day, the same time, we all had lunch uh, with, with Danny, his children, and his wife, and his brother as well. And so we all sat down together in a restaurant for lunch, and I said at the end of the lunch, I, I don't want to, you know, buzzkill the moment here or make anyone cry or mourn uh, because it was a lighthearted lunch. But, but the elephant in the room was there's somebody missing. And I said, you know, your mom is not here today. Your wife is not here today. And so I just want to go around the, the circle here and I ask a question. What would you say if your mother was here today? And of course, everybody started crying, which I, I didn't want it to happen, but it did. And it was a tender moment. And they went around the room saying, you know, if I could just have a moment, I would, this is what I would say to my mother. This is what I would say to my wife. And you know, you know what they would say? You know, mom, can, can you help me gain more material things? No. What they said was, mom... If I had it to say right now, if she was here, I would say, I really love you. And they talked about love, and they talked about her life and how meaningful it was to them. They didn't talk about any, anything that was material, any matter. They talked about what matters. Also, during the holidays, I had a dear friend. 
uh, a minister that's still working full-time, traveling and speaking. He's 86 years old, but he, he got sick, and he was in the hospital. And so I went to the hospital, and um, his you know, children were there, and he grasped my hand. And this man has had an audience with the Pope. He stood before kings. He's preached all over the world. He's a world-famous scholar and a, and a great uh, biblical scholar and a great leader. And um, he grasped my hand and held my hand, and he said, you know, Aaron, what really matters to me is my fellowship with you and my intimate relationship with all my children. I love my children. His wife is in heaven. But he said, these are the things that matter, and if the Lord wants to take me, I'm ready to go. I've, I've lived for him my whole life. You know, I've lived in his truth, and what matters to me now is my love for God and my love for my family. And this spring, I and my wife, we went up to Chicago. Her, her folks live in the Chicago suburbs. And uh, her mom had passed away two years ago, and her dad was in a rest home. So it came time that the family wanted to sell the home. You know, her dad wanted to sell the home. He knew he wasn't going back. He's 96. And so we went to the house, and um, there was no one there to help us. It was just myself and my wife's sisters. And we went through the house, you know, boxing up um, mementos. But most of it, you know, went in an estate sale. And the people come and they, they purchase all these mementos that were meaningful. I mean, her, her parents' her mom was 94 when she passed. Her dad is now 96. And so they've lived a full life uh, walking with the Lord, walking in his word, walking in love. And yet all the things that didn't matter, they were sold in the estate sale. It was all gone. All of it just disappeared quickly. Whatever didn't sell was you know, given to... Um, a place, a homeless shelter to raise money. And so when I thought about that, I said, you know, for each and every one of us, you spend a lifetime acquiring things. And at the end of the day, it's, it's all sold in an estate sale. And someone else comes and buys all your junk. You know, that's what I told my wife's sisters. It's someone else, one day we're all going to be here. And someone's going to come through our house and, and buy all of our stuff. So all life's possessions furniture, uh, my, my mother-in-law's piano, all of her cookware, it all disappeared in a matter of a few days. And so the only thing that was left was love. It was the love my wife and her sisters had for her dad and uh, the love of family, the love of God. Holocaust survivor Viktor Frankl, Frankl wrote a book. It's one of my favorite books. You all should read it. It's called Man's Search for Meaning. And uh, he talks about the pain of, you know, living through the Holocaust as a young teenage boy, seeing his father pass away in his arms. And, uh, but for him, pain was not his ultimate reality. Because I said earlier, um, it, pain as an ultimate reality leads to hopelessness and nihilism, where you come to a place in life where you just think life is meaningless. It's hopeless. And so Viktor Frankl says we find meaning in the trials of our suffering. But if pain and suffering is our ultimate reality, uh, it leads to hopelessness. So he says we must learn from our pain and our suffering. And we learn through our trials. And again, my favorite scripture, it came to pass. And, and these things don't have to carry 
along with us through 2024. Uh, we can move through our pain and into a place where love and truth help us to endure the pain. And so when it really comes down to it, the only two things that matter for me in 2024 is love of God, love of my family, and the second is living in God's truth. Am I walking in his commandments? And is my life truthful? Am I living a lie or am I living in truth in 2024? And one of my favorite songs was sung by Robin Mark. The song was written uh, by um, Jim Cowan. It was produced by Hosanna Integrity Music. And the song is entitled, When It's All Been Said and Done. And um, here's, here are the lyrics. When it's all been said and done, there is just one thing that matters. Did I do my best to live for truth? Did I live my life for you? When it's all been said and done, all my treasures will be nothing. Only what I've done for love's reward will stand the test of time. Lord, your mercy is so great that you look beyond our weakness. You find purest gold in my miry clay, making sinners into saints. I will always sing your praise here on earth and ever after, for you've shown me heaven's my true home when it's all been said and done. You're my life when life is gone, when it's all been said and done. There is just one thing that matters. Did I do my best to live for truth? Did I live my life for you, O God? Lord, I'll live my life for you. And so I pray that as you come into 2024, that uh, you will look for the things that matter in this life. And I found those two things. It's love and it's truth. And I, I pray for you that this year will be an incredible year, that God will enlarge your borders according to the prayer of Jabez, and that he will heal you from pain, and you'll move through the season of, of extreme pain, and you'll move into a place where love and truth help you erase that pain. We're going to close out the podcast today with this wonderful song uh, sung by Robin Mark, When It's All Been Said and Done. God bless you in 2024. This is a great song to listen to. God bless. When it's all been said and done There is just one thing that matters Did I do my best to live for truth? Did I live my life for you? And when it's all been said and done All my treasures will mean nothing Only what I've done for love's reward Will stand the test Find pure as gold and my reclaim.
making sinners into sin. I will always sing your praise here on earth and ever after. For you've shown me heaven's my true home when it's all been said and done. You are my life when life is done. When it's all been said and done, there is just one thing that. Did I do my best to live for truth? Did I live my life for you? Lord, I live my life.